Okay, that's good. I don't know what happened. I, right I wanted to use my mic, but it was I couldn't hear. I was like getting a really bad delay. Yeah. Okay. So now we'll go live. We're not. I had to turn it off because <laughs> we couldn't right figure it. Out. All right. There we Everybody's go. Like, oh man. Are you ready? <laughs> nice yeah, crowd. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, thanks, man. Yeah, I had this. I joined the Mud Club a couple of years ago or something. I was like, let me get that. Even though he's kind of falling for that anti-Semitism stuff, and I'm not really into. He's yeah, I don't agree with a lot of a lot of stuff he does, but he's funny as hell. Everybody's falling for that politics. One second, sorry. No, go ahead. Start everything up. Start everything over. Yeah, you're fine. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I should have just used my laptop. <laughs> trying to use. It oh, are you using your phone now? Yeah, now I'm just using my phone, and yeah, it's a well, mess. Well, my phone's working. Uh, that's what I'm using, and uh, um, but I mean, I can hear you. All right, now we should be going on. Okay. You said Matthew 13 is what you were thinking about today. Yeah. Or reading, you were reading those chapters, right? Okay. Yeah. Sick. Okay, I think we're back on. Right on. Let me double check. No delay this time. Yeah, no. I don't think. Okay, cool. All right. I think oh, we're back yeah. on. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. Sorry, everybody, let's whoever's listening. Um, we're a couple yeah, of... Um, we're not that great with technology sometimes and it sometimes it bites us and I can't then it just gets overwhelming I just have to start all over so that's why I had to delete everything and just start over because I didn't know what it was doing but we're back that's how you do it that's how you fix it <laughs> yeah okay so today so for our for this podcast today we're going to try and we're just going to go over uh, Matthew again. Um, last week, or the first episode, we talked about Matthew 22.7, which is many will say to me in, the de- in that day, Lord, Lord, we have not, have we not prophesied in your name? Um, I think we're going to talk about, we're going to start at Matthew 7.13. So 7.13 is, starts with the narrow gate. Um, and this is like my yeah. favorite I mean this is probably oh, yeah. the greatest sermon of all time but it's just my favorite passages um, and I think that's why it's cool that mm-hmm. we're starting these podcasts with these they're so important and they're so yet for some reason they're so important yet you never hear them um, growing up in church <laughs> I've never heard these. <laughs> yeah. How did I? No. How did we not hear these? Um, how does nobody share these? And 
I really think it's because um, they're somewhat terrifying. They're somewhat um, against culture. I mean, they're very against culture, I guess you would say. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not what the, it's not what the world even wants to hear. So they're trying to win the world a little bit, I think, when right. they don't talk about it. And Jesus never tried to win the world. He tried to win people that knew God. He tried to win the souls of people that like he, he was called to. Um, the, the world was the world. And he just, he, he talked to crowds of people that, that saw the wonders he was doing. And they were like, man, this is a, you know, a man of God, or this is God in the flesh. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, we have a grace abundance in the church nowadays. Um, you know, too blessed to be stressed. Uh, you know, like uh, grace is overflowing and uh, truth is not there. Uh, yeah. You know, Jesus was fully truth and fully grace. Uh, you can't have all truth and no grace because you're not saved just based on the truth or based on the law. You're based, you're saved based on your faith. And so you have truth, you know, you can't have all uh, grace either because uh, there's no truth in it and uh, they don't stand independently of one another. So I think he was fully grace and fully truth. And uh, he told the truth and nothing but the truth. He said, he only said, he only talked about, he only told what the father told him to say. And uh, I mean, that's just a model for every one of us that wants to take on, you know, uh, a responsibility to, you know, preach or, or talk about God and quote, you know, just read scripture is that, um, you know, you have that responsibility now because what you told them, either you manipulated it, which is what the church is really good at. Yeah. Or you told it just like it was written down and in the context that it was written in. So that's where we get, that's where the narrow path and the wide path start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just right there, just trying to manipulate hearing, scripture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just was like, I just remember hearing this like narrow gate and for wide is the gate and broad is the way. Like, like I noticed it as a, as a kid, I was like, why is everybody, everybody's Christian? Like, you know, you grow up, especially like when I grew up in the South, like in Texas, like everybody there will say they're Christian, right? Like, so every, so there's just this broad number of people who are Christian. And then, and then, you know, you start recognizing people who are really going down the narrow gate or the narrow path. And you see the culture of people just basically telling those people that oh you're being too religious or you're going you're taking it too seriously or you're taking it too far and i think and i think seven mm -hmm. matthew seven thirteen is just is saying like like uh you know there's you're not. two paths <laughs> yeah, there's two paths and i think even in like in deuteronomy like even in you know in the torah like there's a there's a passage in there that talks about you have there's you know god has made it to where there's only two paths like there's not all these different ways to get to heaven like there's only two paths and that's something that a lot of people i think don't want to believe either is even you know there's you know 
Oprah and there's people like, um, I think T.D. Jakes was talking about, he was like, everybody's got their own way of getting to heaven. And there's, you know, there's, there's all these different ways that people can get to heaven. And I, the Bible is just saying, no, there's two paths. <laughs> there's a hard way. And then there's a, there's a broad way. There's the broad way right. of, you know, of people. And that's why I've, I've really, I've just noticed that when I'm trying to search to go down the, the narrow gate, it's just like, this is hard. Like being a Christian is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, and everybody, and there's like a lot of people that think it's easy and it's not easy. Um, and I think that's what Jesus is talking no. about with this narrow path, this narrow gate. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's funny when you said, uh, you said, uh, oh, you know, people say, oh, you're doing too much or you're too religious. Mm-hmm. And then you look at these scriptures and you see Jesus basically saying, you're not doing enough. That's basically what he's pointing out. He's saying, don't be the one who's not doing enough. Um, and he kind of leans towards that side of the of the road saying, uh, you're probably not doing enough to uh separate yourself from that other path you know you kind of wander over there every now and then um and i think that's what he was trying to do is convict people to do more um and then it's not in a, in a religious spirit or anything like that but uh to obey god <laughs> ultimately that's really what it comes down to um you know the first commandment uh is uh love the lord your god and only him uh and uh you know just like honestly jesus only did what the father asked him to and uh you know it pleased it pleased god uh multiple times to see that he was only he was listening to him and uh he was obedient he was obedient to the father and uh honestly that's thing where it comes down to is it's like are you uh going to disobey you know or just be uh like submit i guess and just surrender your life to this creator who uh is clearly telling you something that's important like this you know it's not it's not just do whatever you want and i'll sort it out in the end he's saying i have no choice but to sort it out like this because this is how it is this is how it's always been uh, since I created this world, I'm telling you everything you need to know. Uh, there is, you know, there is a hell. There is a place where, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's meant for the devil and his demons. But there's a place where the souls of man will go and be separated from him for eternity. And I truly believe this is how I think about it. I don't think anybody truly knows what it feels like to be separated from the creator. I think everyone was born with this innate connection and just feeling of, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm kind of protected. And even though this world's so chaotic and dangerous, uh, how do we go about living our daily lives with all the danger that we clearly walk into every single day? And I think it's because of that spirit that we were given from God made in his image. And I think truly no one knows what it feels like to be separated from God and if that come if that ever comes upon you um and then you have to experience that feeling for eternity i believe it would be the most uh excruciating uh regretful tormenting existence 
Um, and uh, of course, that's what the battle professes. And, yeah. you know, of course, the Jews knew knew full and well what he's talking about, because uh, this is nothing new. You know, Jesus is only taught, you know, teaching what was already taught in the Torah. Um you know, it was always it was always known that there was, uh, you know, people were going, you know, either going to go to heaven or they were going to go to hell um, if they hated God and they uh, hated his people um, and they chose to worship other gods. And God would give them over to that and say, OK, you know, you're, a, you're you are a child of the devil um, and you did not want me. I poured myself out upon the land. Uh, through the Jewish people, and you persecuted them, and just you know despised them, and you were truly filled with evil. And uh, yeah. I think it's gonna, of course, I think it's gonna come upon that in uh, modern times, where the Christians are, they're gonna have to put up or shut up. Um, yeah. Before I and, uh, before you get so too far into that, um, no, go ahead. We got a question on here um, from Juan. What's up, Juan? Um, oh, it's one. Yeah, one's on here. Uh, he says, uh, before you guys start, why why are churches afraid of talking? What will happen if you die and don't have Jesus as your savior? Um, I guess you know I'll go first. Like, I think that that's a great question, one, because I think it kind of goes into this this passage. Um, if you look at Matthew seven fourteen. Jesus says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Like, it's difficult. Um, and difficult is what leads to life. And I think a lot of these churches are probably afraid that they're going to scare people away. Um, I think a lot of churches today, especially, are just trying to grow the numbers of people and they don't want to scare anybody away. And so, you know, it's however we can make you feel good. We want you to keep coming back and keep growing and keep bringing your friends. Um, and I just, uh, you know, like, I, I love the idea of growing the church, but like our priorities are out of whack um, in the church. And I just think that, um, you know, we tell them the truth about what will happen. Like even this passage, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Like every, oh, there's so many Christians in the church that are just living this broad life. We just go to church on Sunday and we don't do anything else throughout the week. We're not talking about Jesus. We're not living the way that he wants us to live. Um, and you know, how many Christians are going to, are going to die and think that they were right with God when they really weren't. Um, I think it's, I mean, to me, that's terrifying. And I think somebody who's probably, you know, childlike in the faith is going to, be really afraid of that and like think that it's gonna you know think that it's not worth it or something do you have anything to to say on that luke thanks for the question oh, by the way too yeah that's a good that's a good one man uh that's a good, you know i think about that one all the time and uh because i go to church uh here and there at different congregations um i also go to a, a saturday service um a messianic congregation and uh uh they believe in uh jesus christ as a as a son of god and uh but it's mainly a movement of jewish people that um have come to that knowledge and uh they have jewish customs and things like that but 
Um, so I, I go to amazing. It is, it is great. I think God really wanted us to hold, to hold on to those traditions and uh, be blessed by them. But, um, but uh, apart from that, uh, so I, I step into the, I step into the buildings, I go to the places. Um, and I think maybe it's just an innate fear that we have as human beings of being wrong. And, you know, you can believe a hundred different things in the Bible, but that one thing you don't believe to the world, they kind of look at it and say, well, you don't really believe any of that then. And I think that's what we have to tell ourselves is, uh, yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of the truth. Um, you know, you, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater in. Uh, um, honestly, nobody knows what happens when we die because we haven't died yet. And I think we're just really, really just too smart for our own good to, uh, you know, get to that point of uh, we're, we're scared to say the wrong thing. Um, but how much of it is our own uh, desire for being liked or uh, because I, quite honestly, I know I, I knew a lot of people that were just really, really religious and they only had friends in that circle because nobody wanted to be around that religious uh, person, but they were on fire in their own, uh, you know, denomination or whatever they, and you could tell they just dressed modestly. They dressed in suits at school and things like that, but everybody knew don't talk, don't talk to them about anything because they're going to just try to preach the gospel to you. And uh, it you know, it's a lonely life um, to take it that seriously, but yeah, uh it's either serious or it's there none of it matters that's that's the way i've always looked at it yeah wow that's good um yeah i think the second part one to your question um why aren't they talking about jesus as your savior um i mean i think we we do talk about him as a savior um but he's 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 more he's always just a savior and not a lord right like we've kind of um we've gotten to a place where you know you know jesus will save you and you know he's he's um you know but he's equally he's he's loved just as much as he's equally wrath right so he's also um gonna judge us someday um and so I don't know, just in, in, just in my life, I just think when I think of just like the narrow gate, um, I kind of picture it as like, there's this narrow gate and you're, you're following Jesus, but there's this, the broad path is just like all around you. It's just all these Christians around you and they're kind of walking through and, um, you know, it's easy and it's just, um, you know, everybody on the broad path, they're all saying they're Christian, but they're not really living like it. And it's very it's like you're on this narrow gate and and it's hard and you're just like looking around and you're like, okay, well, maybe I should just go over here a little bit. Like these Christians look like they're doing, they look like they're happy all the time. They're joyful and, you know, they're just like, life is great. And, um, oh, yeah, you know, definitely. and so you kind of get distracted by that. Um, so, because I, you know, sin to sin, sinning feels good sometimes. It really yeah. does. Like we, it's most it's a feeding of the flesh. Yeah, most of the time yeah. it feels good to sin. It feels good to 
just feel like you got away with something. And uh, yeah. to be honest, most people in the world aren't going to care that you did it. They're just like, oh, cool. You know, he's doing what everybody else is doing. And, uh, you know, the, the the hard part is when you get into a group of people that uh, all have that same mindset and they're not willing to keep each other accountable to God. And so, therefore, you've already deceived yourself. Um, you know, the, the devil came to deceive uh, the brethren. And uh, we're deceiving ourselves and deceiving each other if we're not honest about these things and saying, no, uh, you're not living the way that God wants you to live. And so if you keep praying to God like you're cool and you just keep telling yourself that you will be cool in your head, you will be cool. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, ultimately, sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Ultimately, it's going to cause death either in this life, definitely at the end of your life. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's just always been like a corrosive uh, plague. It's, it, sin is a curse. It really is. It's a curse. Uh, you know, trying to come to terms with it and say it's just a part of our reality and we're just sinful creatures and trying to own it so much. I think is taking away from the clear fact that it's just something we don't have to partake in. We don't have to do it. God gives us the power to not sin. Uh, you know, if we come to him and just ask him to forgive us for sinning, he'll wipe away our conscience. Um, and just, just different things like that. He will forgive the sin too. And uh, I, th I think, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but um <laughs> Just, just, uh, just, yeah, sin ultimately is a curse. So, you know, the church has gotten really comfortable with that being <laughs> like, we're just sinful and, uh, you know, we need God's grace. That's not something to be proud of. That's not something to be like happy about. Um, yeah. You know, that we figured something out and the world didn't. Um, it's actually a sad thing. It's very sad. And, uh, I, I, you know, somebody said this one time, you can't be a winner of souls until you're a weeper of souls. So just having that same heart after the father, I think for the world and for people that are lost um, and not just being the too blessed to be stressed. I'm going, you know, I'm going to be with God one day, but he's going to call you to account for the things you didn't do as well as the things you did do. Um, you know, why didn't you tell people about me, what my son, why don't you tell people about this gift of salvation? And so if you're if you're good in your lane, um, that's all you got. <laughs> that's, that's not something to boast about, you know, if that you're safe. Uh, to be honest, that's like that's like that's not something really to boast about because it's not something that we did out of our own power in the first place. Um, it was it was through God and uh, His Son that we were given that right in the first place. So we can't even boast about that. Um, let's boast in God. Let's boast in His uh, works. And his glory, um, and it should it should always be his glory that we're focused on, um, I think, and uh, and that just that just kind of like keeps you on a narrow path. To be honest, uh, you don't you don't just end up on the wide on the wide broad path with everyone else if you're if you're obeying God, if you're talking to Him constantly, if you're after His ways, if you want to pull people out of the fire, if you want other people to be healed you like you naturally travel on the on the narrow path and i think jesus and his disciples were feeling like that all the time um you know so many times they wanted to kill jesus 
uh, and he escaped, he, he got away, and uh, then every single one of the disciples were murdered after uh, after Christ was uh, killed and risen again, too. So they all lost their life and were martyred, except one, I think, might have died of old age or something, you know. But uh, yeah. I think I think they were all killed, and uh, that's really what it came down to because they were that zealous for it. They were going to they were going to uh, spread this across the entire world, and that's like, man, how grateful am I that they actually did that because the gospel spread over this like most of the world within. I don't know. I'd have to look at the history of it, but man, within a a strange, strangely fast amount of time with only those people, with only those disciples, and then they made disciples, and it spread that fast to be the, the, the fastest growing religion. At the, and they wanted to stamp it out hard because the devil is always coming out to, to stamp it out. He's, he's like, okay, I'm on to my next thing now. Now I'm going to make sure they can't even spread it. It's going to be looked at as, uh, you know, a false religion by these people. And it's going to be looked at as uh, just a uh, complete anarchy by rome or by these you know this government they're gonna just crush them they're gonna oppress them and uh i mean we've we've been fighting that battle our entire history i think um you know the the devil wanted to stamp out the jewish people uh so many times in history and you had that happening in germany Um, yeah and just, just just honestly just trying to wipe out god's people and uh take you know god's stamp off of humanity um and just make us believe we are here all alone and we are uh wasting our time to try to go on a narrow path so uh, yeah one yeah one one mentioned uh, um that we don't talk about the end of end of days like the apocalypse in church like i'm like we like i've never heard that um and you know one one says that a lot of churches are afraid of losing people and will go somewhere where they're more comfortable. And that is just, that, yeah. is, that is the truth. Um, yeah. Like one, I think, like you said, like so many people are looking for, uh, they want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear what's going to make them feel good. Um, there's a lot, like if you, I guarantee you, if you go to a church and you're, you really plug in and you really press into the people there, you're going to get offended and you're going to hear things that you're not going to want to hear. And I think that's what's happening. A lot of people, I think a lot of young people in general um, are just getting offended by a lot of the things they're getting their, their lifestyle called out. Or um, if it's a, if it's a biblical church, that's really going to invest in the, in the people um, you're going to get offended and you're going to like, somebody's going to say something that you're not going to like. And so I think a lot of churches are just like, you know, we're not going to do that. We're just going to, um, you know, we're going to say the passages that are about blessing and about um, prosperity and and um, this this kind of glorified motivational speeches um, with the Bible, and people are going to feel good when they leave church on Sunday, and they're just going to come back on Sunday, and and that's it. Um, and I think that's a shame. Um, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I, I can, I can attest to that. Like I've been, I've gone to churches where like um, the people tried to invest in me and I just, I didn't like what they were, they were saying to me. I didn't like it. I got offended. So I, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I need to go to another church. 
Um, and something that's important to me is staying committed to the, to the people that you think God has called you to. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think it's hard. Um, yeah, I think I got on a tangent there, but, um, no, that's, that's, that's spot on, dude. Um, that's spot on. And, you know, that's, that's mainly talking about the, the weak believers, I suppose, uh, they have to hear everything right. Or they're, you know, uh, like whatever tickles their ears, like tell us lies, basically lie to us. And, you know, they told the prophets lie to us. We don't want to know the truth about what God told you because we know it's something we don't want to, we don't want to do or hear. And, you know, but then you've got those believers too. Maybe this is why the church doesn't preach on it that much is because the, the believers that are solidified in the faith probably believe in the rapture or if they believe in the rapture, they believe that it doesn't even apply to them, that they're not going to be around for that time. Uh, maybe that's why they don't talk about it. And I mean, I've looked into, you know, there's evidence for rapture for believers and there's evidence against it also because you know, there, it talks about um, so many people being killed in the last days. And I'm like, well, who are those people then? If they're the people, that, you know, who are the people that didn't take the mark of the beast? If we were all raptured, um, that's just, <laughs> I had to stop there and be like, okay, you know, uh, I think, maybe we got it wrong or something, but I think most of the church probably believes they're not going to even be around for those times of tribulation. Uh, so it doesn't even matter. Those are just things based on, okay, well, we can say that's going to happen. It's just historical uh, stuff, but it's talking about what's going to happen to the entire world in our existence. And I think it speaks to a lot of how, yeah, we're all, we're all just kind of like blessed in our own lane and you don't want to save the world from that you know, from those last uh, books like Revelation and all these prophesi- prophecies that came about talking about how, you know, Christ is going to come back and do battle with uh, Satan on the earth and against all of the nations that rise up against Israel and just uh, just went, just decimate them. And there's, you know, then there's going to be a period of peace after that on the earth. Uh, for a, a thousand years, I think, or something like that. It's just a bunch of weird stuff that comes up in prophecy, but people kind of ju- just attribute that to like historical uh, fact or something. Like, well, that's that's in our history or something. It's not really anything to focus on because you know most people don't really care about it. You know, we're all we all think we're going to be beamed up to heaven. Uh, you know, when we die or uh, just what what have you, uh, Christ coming back then. Uh, it just, but it just doesn't happen like that. I mean, if you look at the revelation and stuff, Christ just doesn't come back and rescue us in a blink of an eye. It, it's a, it's a process of a, t- a ton of death, a ton of destruction. Um, the world will get so bad that it's crying out for Christ to come, and then when He finally comes, it's, it's going, you know, and then, then it's finally over. Then, then we can. You know, but there's a lot of people that are going to be martyred and things like that. And I think that's really uncomfortable for the church to focus on. Like, if you actually look at what Paul said in Revelation, it's a lot of stuff talking about martyrdom and about how the new believers and people that were born in that time period. And it's people are still going to be married and be giving away in marriage and uh, be having kids. And it's like the world would be going on as it has been for you know this whole time um and nothing's gonna really come to a halt but there will be uh great times of tribulation and um i think the church either thinks they're going to be uh exempt from it uh in the rapture or uh 
or what what have you, um, you know, that it's not that important because uh, we all know the end of the story. And, uh, but the end of the story for the world is not good. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's why, like, I almost, I enjoy talking to non-believers anymore about, about, you know, about Jesus and God, because at least they know they're not right with God, you know? Um, Right. You know, people in the, everybody in the church is just, you know, I've tithed 10% and I go to church on Sunday. I'm good with God. Like, um, yeah, you know, that's not it. Like we're missing it. Like we're just missing it. Um, and this is something that I've gone through. Like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm too judgy. Like, these are the things that I've gone through. Like personally, like I felt like I was just, just do more good things than bad and you're going to be fine and and once I started to allow Jesus into my heart a little more he started showing me these things and I honestly got a little scared I was like I am not living the way you want me to I'm not going down the narrow gate like I'm going down the broad gate like you you feel it um and I think Jesus is also prophesying and we were talking about with Matthew 7 22 um you know many will say to me in that day lord lord and i think he's talking about the the rapture i'm not really sure um many mm-hmm. will say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and i think he's prophesying that there's going to be a lot of people a lot of christians that are that thought that they were they were doing right by god and they didn't even know god they didn't even you know it, that passage right before it says not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father um and i think a lot of us we stop yeah. at he who does the will of my father it's like that is very important like we are supposed to be doing um what the father in heaven wants us to do right now like we're not just supposed to be coasting in our lives right now and just waiting for the end and then we'll be with we'll be with jesus and god it's like no we can be with we can be with god's presence right now and do his will right now right and i think that's uh yeah i think that's like that's why these passages are so great because it just kind of you really look at yourself and it's like i'm on this broad path like with everybody else i just say i'm a christian but i'm not really I'm not doing anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I think it gets pretty narcissistic uh if you look at it from a broad uh, like from if you step back and look at it, you know, because if someone's not doing God's will, they're doing their own will. Yeah. Uh and who else was like who who else did that? It was uh Satan. Uh he said I will build my kingdom up higher than your kingdom and you know, his pride wanted him to be he wanted to be god he couldn't be number two uh he wanted to be number one and we're you know the sin has just kind of uh that we have in our lives is uh modeled after his disobedience so in in a way you know our self-servingness you know serving ourselves um and only ourselves really and not really caring about god or other people um is in direct correlation it's, it's modeled directly after satan so you're either father of god or you're father of the devil and yeah. 
uh, you know, your fruit will, will bear witness to it. So, um, uh, you know, honestly, I think it's just, it's, it's not just doing the will of God, but it's like, if you're where, you know, how narcissistic is it for us to be like, well, I just get to do what I want and be what I do, whatever I want and this and this and this and, 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 and God's, you know, going to be okay with that. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to live my entire life exactly how I want to, uh, and do what I want to do. And the devil's just, he, he ain't even doing nothing. He's sitting back there with his hands folded. Like, I'm not even doing it. They're doing it. You know, I'm, I'm just watching. And, uh, I think we give the devil too much credit sometimes because, you know, humans are just as evil as, uh, on their own, honestly, you know, they can, they can do it just fine, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, and I think um, you know one one in our comments t- touched on that uh, with. I think we I think as a church we talk about Jesus as our Savior, but we can't have our Savior and our sin at the same time, and um, and that's what I was doing for like probably four years. Um, you know, after I after I was so, after I felt like I started to follow Jesus, I wanted my sin too at the same time. And, um, and I think the church doesn't talk about that enough. Like we, we talk about yeah. Jesus as our, as our savior. And, you know, we we sing songs that say like, we'll give everything, we'll give everything to you. You know, you're our savior, but I don't think anybody, I don't think a lot of people really believe that, <laughs> you know, we're not even giving 10% uh to Jesus yeah. as, as our savior um and that's something that I've really I've just really looked at myself mostly um and I've just been like you know I just don't feel like I I feel like it's it is narcissistic to say that like you know Jesus is my savior but I I haven't done I haven't done a damn thing for him like you know a lot of people you know, preach the prosperity gospel. It's, it's, it's all about what Jesus is doing for you and um, how he's going to bless you, you know, stay positive and just stay positive and, um, you know, cut out the people in your life that are not on your same plan. And I just, I just think, yeah, you know, when, when we're going to be judged, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to have a huge wake up call um, and are just not going to, uh, you know, they just, they, you know, they, they said they were a Christian and they said they, they follow Jesus and, you know, they try to do good things and that's just missing the point altogether. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, will, uh, apart from God's will is, uh, self-will and, you know, if we, I don't think anything holy and good can come from our nature, uh, in itself uh it's god's nature in us that produces any of that and the holy spirit that's in us um and the innate spirit that we were born with uh on this planet um that has any measure of god's goodness in it because uh they came up to jesus and said uh some people would be like this is semantics but jesus was sarcastic and he was you know he was pretty good at this stuff but they said good teacher uh what must we do to inherit uh, eternal life and Jesus said, no man is good, but God. <laughs> and he's being the son of God and God in the flesh. 
And that was so offensive. Did not care. Oh yeah, it was because because they were like, because those were Pharisees. Those were people that yeah. had already consecrated themselves. You know, they were you know, but they still wanted to know the burning answer of like, well, well, you speak of having eternal life in this in this uh, water that doesn't, you know, you, you would never thirst from again. But how do we receive that? And then then they asked the question. He, he was just like, well, first of all, uh, don't call me good. Why do you call me good? Uh, no one is good but God. And so he, right away, he diverted it towards the father and not on him, not on, yeah. the, you know, the attention was not on him saying, oh, I know the answer. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you how to inherit eternal life. Uh, yada, yada, yada. It was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this right on the God and say, uh, you know, God is the only one who is good. No man is good. Uh, and then, you know, Oh, virtually he's i don't know if he even answered their question but i think they were so offended uh because they were they were consecrated they spent their entire lives learning the torah the old testament uh and and, and they were consecrated they were uh the most religious people of that time they taught they were rabbis um they taught other people the torah and uh they truly did love god and they followed him so they were talking to jesus in and i think a sincere manner um but he knew what was in everyone's hearts it says that so many times in the scriptures having known what was in their hearts yeah uh you know he didn't do much miracles there or he didn't do this and that is because truly they were doing that they were holding on to their sin they were holding on to well i still get to do what i want right you know in their heart they were and i think it's really interesting how jesus every time he called a new disciple he told them to follow him and some of them just did they dropped their fishing nets they dropped they, the tax collector was like okay i guess i'm not that anymore i'm gonna go follow him and then you had the other people like the rich man who he said you know what must i do to uh inherit internal life i've, I've uh, in in jesus just threw some commands out there and said uh, obey the obey your uh, mother and father uh you know obey god and uh you know, uh, take care of the poor, the widow and the orphan. He said, I've done all these things since my youth. Uh, what more, what more must I do? And then he said, you, uh, just follow me and sell everything you own and give it to the poor and follow me. So he called him out right away and was like, well, you know, you've been, you say you've been doing this stuff, but it's so hard for you to give up your life. Um, and follow me when you know, uh, I have the, um, the way, the truth, and the life. You know, I have the answers. It said the man walked away very sad because he was very wealthy. And a lot and, of people, a lot of people see that story with the rich man and and see that like, oh, Jesus just didn't like people being rich, and that's just not true. Um, I I see that that story as Jesus is telling him that this man has another idol basically his his money everything right. that he everything that he owns that's his identity um and i i think jesus is telling him to you got to give this is for this is kind of just for all of us like when we follow jesus we got to give up our identity and everything that we everything that we've done before no longer matters it's not who we are anymore once you know jesus all he says is just follow me and basically you know, he's telling this man, give up everything that you know about yourself, give up, um, you know, give up this other idol that you have, you know, everything, his success was his other idol. 
And that's why he walked off sad because he just – he didn't want to give that up, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that's really what it came that's down to. Yeah. yeah it was really specific. I really like that one. Yeah, I really like that, that story because, you know, I think just on surface level, um, you know, Jesus is not saying that just because he's rich and successful, that's like a sin or something. Um, I just – I think that Jesus is telling this man that he has this – other identity that he's got to give up if he wants to follow Jesus because you you can't you can't serve two idols yeah absolutely I think he knew his heart uh like it says all throughout the scriptures that he knew their hearts and what they were thinking and he didn't answer them because he knew what they were thinking and this and that um and so he knew that man had already come up to him probably thinking man I have arrived uh let me go ask him what else i could do it, it was almost like i've done everything so even he was like yeah, i've done I'm, I'm just i'm rich successful i do follow the commandments uh and then jesus was basically like well if that's what you think life is about uh how about you get rid of it sell it all and follow me and i'll show you what life really is about yeah. and I mean, ultimately, he just didn't have that faith um, in that moment, at least. He didn't have that faith to uh, trust what he was saying. Um, and then you have the disciples who, um, it's not just because they didn't have anything better going on uh, that they followed Christ. It was because they saw something in him. They had fishing businesses. They were, they were, yeah. they were making good money. They were doing all kinds of, the tax collector had a racket going. You know, they all hated the tax collectors, but uh, I think he called uh, the tax collector. I forgot what his name was, but uh, Matthew. Uh, Matthew, Matthew, yeah. And he, so he told him to leave that behind, and uh, and and honestly, you know, so uh, and he was able to do that, and that was a lucrative job. Uh, yeah. You basically paid yourself whatever you wanted out of everyone's tax money, and then you gave you gave Rome what they needed, but then you you took a little bit off the top every single time. Yeah. You know, you would you would charge interest and things like that. Got things God never said to never do, but um, we didn't really get. We didn't even really get into reading the scripture, man. But like, <laughs> I think good. the spirit was like, I think the spirit was just like, this is what the scripture says. Uh, and then Juan kicked it off, man. That was great to hear somebody uh, comment on it and just meet us halfway, man. Like, uh, uh, we yeah, we really want to build a community of believers and uh, just grow in this in the spirit and the knowledge of God um, and just cultivate that uh, longing that the church really does need. And it's not the lukewarm belief. It's not the, um, you know, holding on to, you know, holding on to the world and holding on to Jesus with, with two hands, you know, one, you got be you getting stretched out like a tug of war. Um, and uh, I think, you know, the angels are looking down and saying, man, they just don't get it. They just really don't get what they have. Um, I mean, they know what they have, but they're not willing to sacrifice for it. Um, and ultimately, you're either, I mean, ultimately, I think everybody's forced to sacrifice something um, in life and you either do it uh, on your own, uh, on your own uh, commission or it's done for you. Honestly, I think that's really what it's saying in these scriptures about the narrow path and the wide path is you're going to get off the path one day, but uh, you've been traveling on the wrong one the whole time. 
So yeah. uh, here you have a choice before you, you know, choose life or death. And, uh, and, and I love, the I love that. that been going I on. love that there's a passage in the Torah that's that cross references what Jesus is saying in this. And he's, and it's basically, I didn't find it beforehand. I should have found it, but it's saying that there's going to be two paths. Um, and yeah, and I, oh, I, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think God really wanted, just wanted us to like see this passage of the narrow gate. Um, you know, cause this was, this was extremely eye opening to me when I, when I, uh, when I uh, first heard these, these passages um, is cause you can, you can see it. And if, especially in the Southern part of the United States, you see everybody's, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, everybody's crazy. maybe not in Boulder, Colorado, where I was living. Um, but in the South, you know, everybody's Christian, everybody goes to church on Sunday. Um, everybody, you know, yep. prays before their meal. Um, but there's this narrow gate that Jesus is talking about where, I mean, you are literally giving up your identity to follow him. Um, these things that you think that you, that you are, and these, and I think that's what this narrow gate is. Um, even like when, you know, when Jesus was being crucified, you know, it talks about how, um, his flesh was like literally being ripped off. Um, I think, you know, we can see that as mm -hmm. an example for us, like our flesh is literally going to be getting ripped off from us. Um, you know, metaphorically oh, yeah, speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, metaphorically speaking, like our identity and our flesh is going to be a painful process to give up our flesh and our identity that we have. Um, but I think Jesus has, you know, has a better plan. And, you know, he has, he has, you know, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really know where I was going with that, but I just really think that the narrow path with that is just like your flesh is being pulled away from you, your identity and everything that you were before um, is yeah. going away. I, I, I totally agree. And then Christ ultimately told them to pick up their cross and follow him. And meaning we're going to die. You're going to crucify your flesh uh in order to receive life uh anyone who who tries to save his life will lose it yeah but he who loses his life will gain it uh abundantly and eternally and and jesus and jesus was mocked and laughed at and during that crucifixion yeah. you know and like it's like i think what do you think is going to happen when you're really pursuing jesus you know people are not going to like it people aren't going to like you People are going to laugh at you. People are going to mock you. Um, they're going to be mean to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this broad path of being a Christian is so much easier than the narrow gate that <laughs> that Jesus is talking about. Um, you know, you can you can be a Christian and say nice things and say you're a Christian and people are fine with it, um, just as long right. as you don't bring up like sin <laughs> or <laughs> or anything like that or you know. nothing convicting. Yeah, nothing convicting. That's right. Yeah. Uh, nothing convicting. Uh, it's all grace, and and that's something I was thinking about when you said that. Man, is uh, he says it's a narrow path and a wide path for a reason because on the wide path, many people can travel. On a wide path, um, it's big, uh, and many people travel that. 
a narrow path, you can only travel two by two or something, you know, you're only traveling very, very slim. And most people don't want to be confined like that. And uh, it's a lonely, it's a lonely road. Uh, there's less people on it. Um, you might find one or two people to travel that road with, but everybody wants to be in the city square. Everybody wants to be in the, in the, in the, in the wide road that goes into Rome, uh, you know, the main strip, man, you know, uh, we're all going, you know, we're all going to the same destination. Let's all like caravan this sucker. Um, but then you look at Jesus and his disciples and they went off to isolate so many times. Uh, they went across the river. Uh, on a boat and then uh, he was preaching out of a boat under the people on shore because there were so many people he couldn't stand on shore and honestly he just he took them and isolated them with him a lot of times I think it was a, a picture of how we should uh, live our daily lives and, and 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 commune with God and be like we need to we need to separate from the world uh we need to we need to get alone with God and and just really come down and get get grow in, in this knowledge of him and what he wants for our life and just help each other do the same. I mean, that's our that's our purpose as believers. I mean, we've been given this grand purpose. Um, and that's what James was saying at the beginning, I think, is this we miss it, man. And and what a shame that is. I think the angels are looking down and saying, Wow, you just really don't know how how favored you are. Um yeah. You know, you were put above the angels, uh, and that's what Satan couldn't handle. He couldn't handle the fact that God loved us more. Um, he couldn't handle the fact that even after we sinned, uh, that he still he had a plan to redeem us, and he was going to make his mission to just destroy that plan um, because he hates God. He hates God um, because he can't be God, and so the only way he can hurt God, because he can't, ultimately, is by hurting us and you know hurting the one thing that he does love and so it's just a it's a major love story um it doesn't have to be sappy for all the men out there that uh don't know what to think about that you know you know jesus being the groom and us being the bride it doesn't have to be like that you know just don't you don't have to think about it like that but um it's all metaphorical for a reason it's trying to teach us about what God is going to do with his kingdom. He's basically bringing the kingdom down here. Uh, and I think the kingdom should be brought, uh, you know, on earth as it is in heaven in the Lord's prayer. Uh, that was Jesus's, you know, you know, he's like, yes, the kingdom will be on earth one day. It, indeed, it is here now. And I am a testament to this. Yeah. And uh, it's it's always been trying to come down here, you know, but um, I think we have to usher it in, you know. Um, we don't have to, but it would behoove us to do so rather than just completely be staring at the stars one day and be like, oh yeah, that one thing, that one, that one God that created us. Yeah, um, yeah the kingdom's a culture. So that's all good. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love that, man. We're running out I of love time that. already. Yeah, that's okay, dude. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we had some difficulties in the beginning, but no, no. Yeah, that's good, dude. Um, no, I really enjoyed this conversation, uh, and Juan like made my night by actually, you know, being yeah, one of the, the first people to. Man, yeah. that's what I, I I just I just love knowing that somebody uh, has that insight too and cares about the same things that I do because it really 
Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a lonely life sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just knowing that there's other believers out there and things like that. Um, it's just a blessing. So thank you for commenting. And uh, yeah, I, I hope, you know, in future streams that we can just keep getting deeper and deeper. And, uh, you know, if anybody has uh, topics or certain things they'd yeah. like to focus on too, we're, we'd, we'd be willing to study them. We'd be willing to, uh, you know, give our opinion um, and then really just try to find out what God's opinion is because that's really all that matters. Um, and uh, focus on the truth of the I enjoyed I enjoyed enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, maybe we can get we can probably get more into this these passages in in Matthew. Um I think it's the Sermon on the Mount, but I mean you could talk all day about just one one passage. You, I mean we could go all day and I think that's what I was kind of expecting and, and hoping for. But we could <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. go we could probably go more detail the next time. But um well yeah, yeah was, you, can, you can go forever, man yeah it's, i mean it's, it, when you when you love it you know mm -hmm. it's it's true it's, it's breath in your lungs and, and uh you know life in your in your body um the word of god you know it's like a double-edged sword uh yeah. which cuts you know cuts the bone um so uh it's a huge blessing to be a part of it tonight dude. yeah um so yeah, but, uh, we, lo we love all you guys, all you guys listening on Spotify, Apple Music, anybody on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Um, this is our, I think, our fourth episode. I think it's, we're getting even better. We had some technical yeah, things. Cool. We'll, get, we'll get better at that, but uh, I think we're going to do these on Friday nights. I, I think that's probably maybe the most time that we have available, um, but we'll let you guys know if we, we change that. So, um, Totally. Yeah, Luke. Thanks, man. That was uh, that was awesome. Thank Until you. Next time, you guys. Thank you. Um, we love all you. Um, go follow us. We're at, Finding, we're at Finding Neverland Band on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, our Twitter. We don't really use Twitter. Can't really get on it, but <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think it's I think it's at Finding Neverland or something. Find I know man. Yeah, find at I find know. at Find Neverland. Elon Musk yeah. has got Twitter going pretty it's, good, so I don't know. Maybe we should start yeah. using it. Who knows? I, yeah, I just, it's just at FindNev. Yeah, every time I go on – oh, at FindNev. Okay. Every time I go on Twitter, I see something. At FindNev. So I, I stay away. I know, man. That's just yeah, true that. negativity. But, <laughs> but yeah, go follow us yeah, no wherever doubt, you dude. like to. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you guys have yeah. a good weekend um and god you know, bless any, yeah god bless if you have any prayer requests send them our way um you know hopefully you guys like our music we got some new music coming out pretty soon um and we'll have more podcasts so till next time oh, yeah. love you guys oh. thank you thanks for listening love you thank next you guys time. later see you